Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share. We'll surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. Today, our video is on the 2024 NFL Draft Prospect, Mr. Malik Neighbors out of Louisiana State University. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. I'd like to give special thanks to my producer today who's making it happen. I call him the best in the biz. They're very talented, Mr. Logan Landis. And I guess to break down this outstanding football player out of LSU, all I can say he's the best is doing this at the highest level. And the gentleman, what I would say is like a Phil Collins tonight, tonight of the 2024 NFL draft. He's coming to us live out of Key West, Florida, by way of Minneapolis, Minnesota, the very talented Daniel Kelly. So if you like the video, please come in and share it. We'll surely, surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards of Football. Mr. Daniel Kelly, tell us about Malik Neighbors. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mr. Turner. It's great being on your show as always. It's always fun. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to Malik Neighbors there. You see on your screen, number eight, six foot, oh, 200 pounds. And I say this like a, like a, like a, you know, like, like I just keep beating on this drum. Okay. Is that everything I do on my, my draft website, firstroundmock.com is predicated on the game film. Same thing when I wrote for Sports Illustrated, same thing when I ran for Yardburger, same thing when I ran for a, a, just a host of different publications over the years is that every, all my takes are, are predicated upon the game film. What does this guy look like in Pats? Not in shorts running around little orange cones during the drills. What does he look like on game film? And with that being said, in 2022, I watched seven games and evaluated seven games of Malik Neighbors. And then in, in, in 2023, I evaluated Neighbors against Alabama, Mississippi State, Arkansas, FSU, Ole Miss, Missouri, Florida, and Grambling State. So I have looked at, in totality, a, a, a 15 games on Malik Neighbors. And that's what scouting is all about. You're not looking for the one-off. You're looking at a, at, at a sustained pattern of tendencies and behaviors on that show up on the game film. And then you take those things and then you, you look at what's worked in the NFL and you project it into the NFL based on what's been proven to succeed. So with Malik neighbors, okay. Um, a guy is loaded with God given ability. I want to make that real clear up front. Uh, much like Jamar Chase was when he was coming out of LSU. As a matter of fact, there's a, a correlation uh, between Malik Neighbors and Jamar Chase more than the fact that they wore the same helmet in college. Um, you know, it, Neighbors is one of these uh, more challenging evaluations I've done because he has all the elite traits that you look for, but they don't always show up on the game film. They don't always translate, if that makes sense. For every wow play, okay, there's a couple of passes where it's become a consistent pattern where Malik Neighbors loses interest or focus on what he's doing. Um, or his route running becomes undisciplined looking on the game film. Um, you know, occasionally he's just not at the anticipated spot where the quarterback expects him to be, or he'll drop one that he shouldn't. 
what I mean by that is also, you know, I'm not a stat scout. Okay. I get accused of that a lot on, on social media. I'm not a stat scout, but I will say this, as I was talking about the top of the show, stats are a piece to the puzzle. Okay. Stats do sometimes help to confirm the evaluation of what the player is showing on film. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at Malik Neighbors' catch rate. Okay. 2021 catch rate 60.9%. 2022, it jumps up to 72.8%. But in 2023, catch this, no pun intended, it drops down to 68.4%. So there was a little drop off in focus this year on, on the showed up on game film. And that's where I correlate a Malik Neighbors to a Jamar Chase. I wrote a report for draft NFL Draft Diamonds about Jamar Chase coming out, gave him a first-round grade. But my, my, my headline, and I'm reading this right off the screen, is Jamar Chase an underachiever? There is some of that, believe it or not, to Malik Neighbors. And that's where I draw the correlation. But at the same time, I'm not terribly concerned because when you look at Jamar Chase's productivity over the last three seasons, the guy has gone viral on the football field, right? The guy, the guy's exploded on the football field. You're looking at a guy who's logged 81 catches in 2021, 87 catches in 2022, and 100 catches in, in 2023. Uh, you know, so he, he's off to a, a, just a, a giant start to his NFL career with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I don't want to get carried away about it because the good does outweigh the bad with Malik Neighbors. And let me say this, okay, let's not get this lost in the rest of the words I'm saying right now, but he easily may turn out to be the most explosive wide receiver in this entire draft class when it's all said and done and the uh, dust settles on the football field. Hey, listen, the greats make it look easy. And, and, and that's, and when Neighbors is on, okay, when, when the light switch goes on and he's, he's, he's on his game, uh, yeah. He makes it look easy. Uh, this is a guy in your screen there, number eight for LSU, that, that easily achieves route leverage. What do I mean? The, the, that, that's a wide receiver's ability to gain positional advantage against the cornerback that he's matched up against. So quick, quick, quick inside move, cheese route leverage, creates a nice throwing window for the, for the quarterback to throw into, and he can complete, you know, complete the pass. Uh, this guy, Malik Neighbors, is a master of double moves, okay? He can leave corners in the dust. A double move goes up, boop, boop, go and go deep, okay? And get, get the cornerback just to stop and drop for a second, and then he flies past him and has separation. That is Malik Neighbors in a nutshell. If you, if you look at what, what he is, in summary, he's a master of double moves. Crisp change of direction. What I'm talking about is fluidity in the hips. And that's why I would talk about sitting in an NFL war room uh, on a team as a scout. And it comes my turn to talk. This guy can change direction quickly at route break points, which, of course, is a point where the receivers change direction in the, in the route tree. Uh, this guy has that ability to change direction very crisply. And that gives him even more separation real quick and creates a throwing window for the quarterbacks to throw into. Hey, turn up the volumes. This is this is fun to talk about. Malik Neighbors has devastating speed and acceleration on game film. He excels at the deep game. Neighbors fits a team perfectly who's looking to add an additional explosive component to their offense. And they also need a quarterback that has elite ability to place the ball downfield. But hey, listen, teams like the Jaguars, the Rams, or even the Bengals. That's right. The Bengals could come back and add this guy to the Jamar Chase thing and uh, look out.
because uh, I don't think that any team in the NFL has two corners that could keep up with Jamar Chase and Malik Neighbors. Um, when you look at when you drill down and you really look at the positives and the negatives on this guy, um, you know, let's start with the positives. Uh, he is dynamic. My NFL mentor, a man with four Super Bowl rings who used to be a college scouting director in the NFL, also a player, a director of player personnel, had told me over the 20 years I spent thousands of hours with him on the phone. He said to me, Danny. And he was one of the only people in the world who were allowed to call me Danny. <laughs> but, but Danny, stick with the dynamic ones. And that's Malik Neighbors. He's dynamic. That's the word you want to hear when you're talking about first-round talent. That's a game-changer, difference-maker. He's got a muscular frame. He uses that frame to box out corners uh, and, and gain a positional advantage uh, when the ball's coming his direction. Long arms, important. That gives him a natural, nice catch radius. In other words, the area of the circumference in which he can reach the football when it's in the air. Uh, versatility, pre-snap. This is a guy who normally lines up out wide, but he can slip into the slot and match up that way too. Uh, he, he works all three route levels out there in the football field, short, intermediate, and deep. The short to intermediate level is about zero to 19 yards or deeper than that. Uh, this dude, point blank, it, it just this explodes in the secondaries when you watch him on game film. If you go to my website, firstroundmock.com, pull up Malik Neighbors' uh, his report, you can watch the film for yourself. We, we try to bring fans into the experience and bring, bring draft nicks into the experience. You can click on the film and actually watch this and not just take somebody's word like mine for it. You can watch Malik Neighbors explode in the secondaries. He just launches into, into secondaries. Um, and, and, and he also, another nice thing about Malik Neighbors is he works back to the quarterback when the quarterback is in trouble under a lot of pressure. He doesn't just run the route to be oblivious of what's going on back behind the line of scrimmage. He looks back at his, his quarterback. He works back to the quarterback. That's a very important characteristic of a wide receiver in the NFL offense. Um, he's a decent blocker as well. And what are the negatives? Yep, there are negatives. Like I said, the lapses of intensity and focus is the big one. That's something that he that comes with the package. That comes with, with Malik Neighbors. Uh, it's all over his game film. It's spray-painted all over his game film for two seasons. Uh, inconsistent uh, at, at uh, catching 50-50 balls. Those are the jump balls when quarterbacks throw it up and, you know, just go get it, you know, like Randy Moss used to go get it for uh, Dante Culpepper with the Minnesota Vikings. Inconsistent catching 50-50 balls. And he can get out-muscled at times despite his muscular frame. Uh, sometimes he gets knocked off his routes, and I don't understand why because he's strong enough not to, but he does. And really at the end of the day, I mean, to summarize, I mean, it's real. We can, you know, it's like Bill Bilicek used to say uh, to my scouting mentor in different meetings, we're in a bottom line business. And, and the bottom line of Malik Neighbors is he is his own worst enemy on game film. My wide receiver three and a loaded class of wide receivers this year in the 2024 NFL draft. And yes, I've signed off on it. I've given a first-round grade. Your thoughts on Malik Neighbors, Mr. Turner? When I think about Malik Neighbors, I think about in his um, first year as a star where I received the opening game against Florida State where he fumbled two punts in that game. It really came under a lot of criticism. There was a lot of people saying, would this young man be able to step up and be a, a position player like all the other great LSU players that's played the wide receiver position? And then seemingly he bounced back at a high level. Now, think about this at LSU. You've had Nick Saban as the head coach, Charlie McClendon, Les Miles, Air Orgeron, and Brian Kelly. And that wide receiver position at LSU, I'm going to start calling it wide receiver you going to the NFL. 
Now think about all all those great coaches that's coached there and the receivers that came out of they, I want to say, they history law. Listen to our Carlos Carson, Javis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Wendell Davis, Michael Clayton, Dwayne Bowe, Early Doucette, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, clearly two of the top five receivers in the game right now. And that young man playing that position at that school still performed at the high level. First team All-American, first team All-SEC, which I still consider the greatest conference in college football. Then I want to look what he done this year. 86 receptions, 1,546 yards, 14 touchdowns. And I go back the game film against Alabama, where Alabama got allegedly two first-round corners, Tyron Arnold and Kool-Aid McKenzie. And what did he do? He did like this. As we say in the neighborhood, he started to eat, and he ate that night going over 100 yards receiving in the first half. So the competition to me is not that big for him. But what I admire about him, the pressure, he being at LSU and all that talent that's carried that tradition at the wide receiver. And then I look at his ability. At six, even 200 pounds, the freaking sort of ability, people say he got a 40-inch vertical. And then when the combine comes up next week, he's going to run at least a 4-4-4-3. And he's built as a receiver at 6-200 pounds, and he got a little bit of Eric Moles. You ain't feeling me, DK, that played in Mississippi State that was rocking with the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. He got a little bit of Anthony Morgan, who played at Tennessee, that went in the league, was a guy built just like Malik Neighbors. Then he got a little bit of that national championship blood in him, Prairie Tuttle that played at Clemson. They had a good career with the Buffalo Bills. And then, of course, Mr. Malik Neighbors reminds me of this dude right here, Nebraska Cornhusker, Mr. Irvin Fryer, mm. who was on that 84 Nebraska team. Can I say Mike Rozier or Turner Gill? And this gentleman right here got a little bit of Debo Samuel element. He might not mm. be as physical as Debo Samuel, but he's productive. When it's all said and done, I've seen a lot of great offensive players come through the SEC, which I consider the greatest conference in all of football. That's what I grew up on. I've seen Archie Manning come in this league in the SEC and do his thing. I saw Johnny Musso come in the league and do his thing in the SEC. I saw Willie Gault. I saw Redair Anthony. Willie Gault at Tennessee, Redair Anthony at Florida. Wilbur Jackson at Alabama. Herschel Walker at Georgia. Billy Cannon, I wasn't born then, but we know about the Halloween when he returned that punt 89 yards, still a still a lord in history in LSU football. Then Garrison Hirsch that played at Georgia, and of course Bo Jackson that played at Auburn. This gentleman has that same type of explosive offensive capabilities when them gentlemen played in the SEC. I love the young man Malik Neighbors because last year the first game. Opening up with Florida State in his first year to see he fumbled two punts in that game and was able to bounce back that and had an outstanding career at LSU. Can I say it one more time? 186 receptions, 2,983 yards, 21 touchdowns, first team All-American, first team All-SEC. We're seeing a very special football player that's going to play at a high level, and he's going to continue that tradition at LSU. Can I say the names again? Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, Malik Neighbors is going to be in that same conversation.
back to you, Mr. Daniel Kelly. Mm, I love it. Uh, I love what you've had to say there, Mr. Turner. I mean, what a treasure chest full of uh, history from, from, you know, from college football and, and how that ties in is very important. And I think you have some great points because yes, 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 yes. The elephant in the room. Okay, Malik Neighbors is somewhat of an underachiever, but before I get carried away with that, uh, his his you know he's able to overcome that because of how good he really is, and he shines in the big moments, and that that's that's huge. I mean, we're talking about a receiver that was um, looking at NCAA.com right now was the uh, ranked number two in the country uh, next to Roman Duze. Uh, I mean, Neighbors had uh, 1,569 yards uh, receiving this last season. This guy he, he gets he gets open he knows how to get open you don't just do that you don't roll to bed and just do that by accident um and and really this this is important to grab a hold of too in conclusion is that we need to understand and this is what i look at where is the nfl game trending what direction is it trending okay well i look at the game and i go on teamrankings.com and i see that 31 out of 32 nfl teams throw the ball more than 50% of the time. Seven of those teams, including the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, throw more than 60% of the time. This game is about two things. This isn't the game that you and I grew up with, Vince, where it was three yards and a cloud of dust and you know, and running backs were taken in the first round, a lot of them. Uh, this is a different game. This is about passing the ball, and this is about stopping the pass. That's really what this is about. It's about quarterbacks. It's about receivers. It's about elite tight ends. It's about uh, edge rushers and it's about corners who can cover these guys okay receivers are really the second biggest part of that equation to me next to quarterbacks because they're the ones who move the ball what does that mean if you're an nfl team and you're listening to this and you're contemplating where you should go and how you should you know value these players in your draft board you got to look at the guys that can move the ball downfield and get open look what a jamar chase has done for this you know cincinnati Bengals. look at look at you know with, with joe burrow look at what a justin jefferson you alluded to mr turner has done for the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. These are elite game-changing wide receivers. You bring a guy in like this, he changes the complexity of your offense. He's a difference maker in that regard. So if you're if you're an NFL team that's looking to move the meter, look no further than Malik Neighbors. I'd like to give special thanks to our very talented producer today, Mr. Logan Landers, for making it happen. My final words about Malik Neighbors the pressure he had at LSU to, to continue that tradition at the YVC position is very special. So I'm going to say it very shortly and very seriously. He's going to be an immediate impact in the NFL. And very, and very thanks to our guest today, the very talented. I'm going to call him the Phil Collins of the 2024 NFL Draft. Tonight, 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 Mr. Daniel Kelly. <laughs> We'd like to say thank you here on 100 Yards of Football. Thank you. And I hope the Bears heard this show. <laughs> thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.